Are you struggling trying to get out there and date? Maybe you've went on a couple dates, you've been with a couple different people, and it seems like you're starting to identify toxic after toxic after toxic. And a lot of times people struggle in this aspect of finding a person after being with a narcissist. Or they're struggling dating just with a narcissist in general. You feel like maybe your partner is always putting themselves first and they're never even interacting with you and they're never even looking at you, like seeing your emotions, seeing your feelings. You feel like you're just emotionally and verbally abused. Well, dealing with a narcissistic dating scene can be very tricky and can be very hard, especially when you're already in that relationship. What does it actually look like? What's going on? So we're going to talk about some today The in this video, the dangers of dating a narcissist and recognizing some of the red flags. And for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I am a self-aware narcissist, a person on this channel who's trying to help provide awareness to people about narcissism and narcissistic abuse. If you like what you see here, like the content, please subscribe, hit the notification so you get notified when we drop more videos. When we're talking about this aspect of a narcissist and the dating scene, it's really hard to be able to pick them out. It's not like they walk around with a, you know, a red flag saying, hey, I'm a narcissist, look out for me. But there oftentimes are these small possibilities and these small things that you see that help you identify this person might be toxic. So when we look in the aspects of the red flags, some typical ones you're going to hear right off the bat. First one is typically this aspect of grandiosity and entitlement of this is all about me and focusing everything back on themselves instead of it being on the relationship or instead of it being on getting to know this other person. Sometimes this comes across as having to look superior. The aspect of always having to be better than another person. For me, I always thought I was better than another person. And as a result, it would come out in my communication, in my tones, in my interactions with that person and with other people around. So when you're with this person, going out on dates, interacting first, like getting to know this person, watch how they're interacting with other people. You might be surprised how they kind of look down on maybe their coworkers or their boss, or maybe how they scoff at the waiters, the waitresses at the restaurants that you might go to. Maybe you see how they interact with his mom and his dad. You're like, wait a second, like that just seems a little weird of what's actually going on. Now, those aren't just a always going to be like, hey, this is it, like boom, narcissist. But what we're doing is we're looking at multiple aspects of narcissism to give you an idea of what to look for. If you see one thing, okay, you're looking for it. If you see the second thing, okay, now we're starting to see some issues. See third, fourth, fifth thing, now we're starting to see a pattern, a problem that you need to be careful of in this dating aspect. So how are they actually looking at other people? How are they communicating to other people? What are their expectations, say, of their friends or their family members? Sometimes the expectations are put so high and you're like, what is going on there? And part of it is because the narcissist feels entitled. Like, I feel entitled to the other person. Like, I feel entitled to this, to get what I want. You have to remember when the narcissist comes down to the center of they think the world revolves around them, everything else should kind of bow down and serve them. That's kind of what I thought. I thought I was a perfect person and that I was great at my job and so everybody should just, you know, give me that respect. Whether I was actually earning that respect or not didn't matter. It just should be given because I knew what I was talking about because I was the boss, that kind of a thing. There's a ridiculous way to be able to think about it, but the entitlement piece goes really deep in that aspect of like, I'm so good, so everybody should love and should serve and should adore me. That whole admiration piece as well kind of steps in there. So when we're talking about this aspect of the grandiosity and the entitlement, you start to see that in how they treat others and then also how they're putting expectations on others, expecting to have that entitlement. Now you might be sitting down at supper and all you're hearing is you're just hearing about the other person. 
everything they've done, all their accomplishments. And all of a sudden you kind of take a look and you're like, they're just bragging on themselves. Like every time I bring up something about myself, it gets twisted back around and now they're talking about themselves. Sometimes a narcissist has a really hard time listening to you talk because it's not them talking. And so you have to understand that sometimes they'll switch the conversation. They'll turn it around so it's like, oh yeah, I had this happen to me too. And you haven't even finished your story. But they're getting back to the real important part of the conversation, which is themselves. So understanding how this actually looks, bragging, talking about themselves. And then you get the aspect of not seeing or considering the other person. So what I mean by this is like you might have something that's going on. You might have an issue of frustration, a concern, and those are feelings, right? Like those are emotions that you're dealing with, you're trying to put out there, and there seems to be like a disconnect. Like you see like the eyes like kind of glass over, like they're just kind of like, okay, like, hey, like I also did this. And they'll try to switch the conversation or change it or give like a half-hearted like, you know, I'm sorry, you're feeling that way, and then just move into what they want to talk about. Again, you have to remember it's very self-circling. It has to come back to me. It has to come back to the narcissist versus what you're doing. Now, some of you might be going on a date or going on a dating relationship and you're like, they didn't do that at all. Like, they didn't seem that bad at all. Like, they seemed like they cared about me so much. They loved me so much. They just wanted to hear about me. And we see the flip side of not just dealing with a grandiose narcissist, but then dealing with a covert or a vulnerable narcissist. Now, a couple things here. With a vulnerable narcissist, you might have the aspect that they're going to show you fake vulnerability. This is really key to be able to understand. Fake vulnerability with a narcissist is typically something that happened in the far distance past, okay? So from zero to 13, okay? So like growing up, what happened, this trauma, this abuse, like they got left, like someone someone uh, abandoned them, someone abused them, anything like that, okay? So typically it's something that is like big or really painful or hurtful and they bring that in, okay? Because they feel that, they still have emotions, they still have feelings, but they bring that into the conversation of something that happened way in the past. What it does is it actually tells you, oh, this person's vulnerable, and then you think, oh, this person's vulnerable, so they have feelings, emotions, correct? They do, okay? But then you start to think that they have empathy. That's the part where people get like messed up and confused because then you're like, oh, like they, since they've been through this, they care about me, they can understand stuff, like this kind of thing. What it's doing is it's actually showing you that they have this vulnerability piece that's not actually real. Vulnerability that's in the past, typically for a narcissist, we call it fake vulnerability because in the moment, in the present, they're unwilling to be vulnerable with you, which is why when you're having a conversation, it is only surface level with them. They're not getting deep. So with a vulnerable narcissist, they're switching it back around, not on them, but they're putting it back on you of, well, tell me more about that. Like, I'm interested. This sounds so cool. And you're like, wow, this person is paying so much attention to me. This is how a lot of times people get stuck in even affairs because they're not getting paid attention to at home. And then they meet a narcissist and he's all ears. Like he's finally giving you the listening ear and the time and attention that you want. So you go after this person. Like this happens over and over and over again. So with a vulnerable or covert narcissist, you're going to see a different side of it where it's not all about them, especially early on in the relationship. It's all about you. But this is when they're fact-finding. This is when they're trying to understand more about you than they are about themselves. They don't want to talk about themselves. Why bring that up? Okay, Because they already know they're amazing, and so they're trying to keep that under wraps, and they want to make sure they're talking about you to learn more about you, to learn your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses, and the things that are going to keep you locked into a relationship. This is where a lot of times you're going to see the connection piece ramp up really fast. Like, you guys are soulmates. Like, you're connected on such a great level. 
because they're looking at what you're doing and they're mimicking exactly the same way. All right, we took a long time on that. So uh, second one, super popular, right? Lack of empathy. They don't care. They don't connect with others. There's not a depth, a shallowness to them, things like that. Uh, 100% like agree. I understand. I'm with that as well. The thing is with the lack of empathy is a lot of times you're going to see a narcissist prioritize their own desires. Like this is what I want. Uh, they're not going to connect with your pain. Uh, your pain is like an inconvenience. Your pain is like frustrating. Your pain is like what are you even doing? Like, like it doesn't even match up sometimes because like your pain doesn't seem to be the same as theirs because they haven't experienced it or they disconnect with it or they've compartmentalized it and they don't really understand or know anything about it. So for years, like my wife would struggle with like anxiety, like panic attacks, like different things like that. Oftentimes what I was causing, but I always viewed those as being just another form of manipulation because growing up I was like, that's just, that's fake. That's not real. Those don't exist. They absolutely do exist. But for a narcissist, if they haven't experienced it, there's almost zero uh, connection piece of it actually existing. So that's just an inconvenience. Let's just move on. Let's get past that. Okay. So uh, lack of empathy. Uh, sometimes you'll see this in like being like socially awkward of like the humor at the wrong time of like getting annoyed or inconvenienced about your feelings. Uh, like you're communicating something really heavy and they just say something like completely out of left field. And it's not even the like, just make a joke to make you laugh to cheer you up. It's just like, they just don't have that depth of understanding. Like this isn't a good time to say this, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, there's a manipulation, gaslighting. So it happens on early on just to confuse you. Like that didn't happen. This isn't going on. Uh, you'll see like the guilt tripping piece, not being accountable. That's like an easy one to point out of like, Hey, like, are they accountable early on in the relationship? Do you see this accountability and responsibility actually shown like on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, sometimes you'll catch the lying, sometimes distorting reality. Sometimes you don't see as much, but you can see tendencies, pieces of it. Uh, early on, dating scene as well, moving too fast. So doesn't like to be told no. Like you say, no, like this isn't something I'm comfortable with. Like blow up, get frustrated, guilt trip you back into doing what they want you to do. All this kind of stuff, ultimately showing you there's no respect for you, your boundaries, what you want. Uh, I mentioned earlier, but you might have someone that comes into your life that's a soulmate. You're like, oh my gosh, this person is the exact person for me or we're exactly the same or so connected. All these things typically is manufactured. So be careful about that. Uh, narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths sometimes can manufacture that. So it feels so amazing. Uh, they're sitting there talking about how his exes are all so crazy. Like you wouldn't believe all the stuff that I've been through. My ex even called me a narcissist, like all this stuff, like pre-framing, like what you have to believe to be able to stick in the relationship, to be able to exist with that other person. Um, they'll say like, they never felt this way. Like you're like the best person ever. Uh, I love you really fast. Move in really fast. Like ramp up everything like that. All of it geared towards getting you locked in quick. Okay. If you're in this place and you're like recognizing some of the stuff I'm saying, I'm like spinning out really fast, you might be with a narcissist. You might be with a toxic person. If you're not sure, like I want you to go to escapetoxicity.com today and be able to check it out, okay? We actually guide you through what is a narcissist, are you the narcissist, reactive abuse, the blame game, like guilt, all this kind of stuff to help you break free from that trauma bond and move forward. Like if you're in this place where you're dealing with a narcissist, like you need the truth. Like that is 100% the biggest thing that you need to be able to get free mentally, emotionally, and physically from the toxic person that you're with. Even if you're successful and competent like, and he's putting you down, like you're going to see all of a sudden your confidence feels like you're stupid. Like your healthiness feels like you're just hurting. And you're at the place where you're like, how does this work? I can be successful in different areas of my life, but not at this relationship. 
no matter what I do, I'm still not going to win. I'm still not going to engage in a healthy way because this person is always putting me down. If you need help today, please reach out for help. Uh, you can go to rawmotivations.com. Check out the challenge at escapetoxicity.com today. <laughs>